Hello and good afternoon, Xbox Nation. Welcome to this week's new episode of X Vlog Live. I am incredibly happy to be sitting down with one of the original panel members for the Xbox Factor podcast during the height of COVID when he was, you know, stuck at home like the rest of us. He joined the panel. And of course, you know, real life had to unfortunately wreak its ugly head and he had to go back to work. But Luke Lore, Insipid Ghost on Twitter. What's up, brother? How you feeling? Oh, man, I'm feeling great. I feel privileged and honored to be back with you. Yes, one of the OG panel members. We had such a good time uh in in a dark situation we made we made some silver linings i think yes yeah we uh, did. and some good friendships and you know as you said my schedule often keeps me from joining you but it did not today yes and i'm privileged to be back on <laughs> you and i were chatting titanfall and halo prior to going live man it's good to be back with you boom I, I definitely appreciate you being here. We're gonna we're gonna touch on two big time Xbox topics. Uh, one of which, as you saw in the thumbnail and the advertising, is uh, we're gonna be asking the question and, of course, answering the question whether or not uh, Xbox or Microsoft or or the uh, or the platform needs a handheld. Uh, and the answer is well, yeah. The short answer and the the cheapy answer is they absolutely do. Uh, and we're going to get into why I believe that is. You know, we've have we have heard from Tom Warren, we have heard from Jez Corden, both big big time journalists within gaming. Not only feel that they des- uh, that they need to have one to compete with, uh, you know, to, to compete in the market, which they're currently not a part of, uh, but also there has been rumblings what seems that goes all the way back to the beginning luke of last year that microsoft is in fact testing a handheld and it has been uh being in the testing uh, form for quite some time i think that they need it um i think that you know seeing the 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 rampant and continued success in japan uh with the series s doing so well um, it almost seems like a no-brainer to uh, to have a handheld, which, as we know, Luke, uh, the Switch continues to dominate in that region of the world. I, you know, 10 years, 15 years ago, home consoles were the norm. It was the thing, if you will, to, uh, you know, in, in, in the Japan scene. It's no longer that way. They are gamers on the go. Uh, their their homes have gotten smaller, so they have less space. And, uh, you know, cafes and gaming on the go when you are in the train or you're at school seems to be where gaming has exploded. Um, and like I said, we're going to get into more detail as to why, if they do release one, it would be an almost instant challenger to the Nintendo Switch, but which, by all accounts would be the less powerful system. But we're also going to get into the state of Halo Infinite. Now, this is is going to be a touchy subject, Luke. Uh, And you and I happen to be huge fans of the brand. Mm -hmm. Uh, You just put on on the Twitters that you got a nice, expensive Halo watch, which was (laughs) absolutely gorgeous. Thank you. Uh, And, and, you know, obviously this is not one of those conversations where it's going to be piling on the rabbit and, you know, throwing, you know, flinging poo at 343 Industries. No. No. We're also going to talk about some of the controversy. And unfortunately, 
uh, as we've seen in recent years, controversy, the word controversy and the numbers 343 happen to go together synonymously. And it's unfortunate because they did put out an absolutely stellar product in Halo Infinite, both in multiplayer and in the single player campaign. But they are struggling to have answers, a roadmap, if you will, when it comes to what's coming next. Uh, still no, no information on the story beats for single player, which is a little shocking. And, you know, the last update saw the release of one map, which is unacceptable. So, Luke, let's get into Halo first as we wait for people to file in here again. I think that, and I hate to have to say this, but you know there are going to be people in the chat. They're going to get into their feels, and you know want to mm-hmm. make kind of you know a, a you know a case out of us having an opinion on Halo. I said this in the pregame, and I'll say it live on the air. You and I spend and have spent a significant amount of time in Halo uh, proper, but more specifically Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have thirteen days, thirteen logged days. I have finished both battle passes. I am knee neck deep into it, if you will. And you have spent a significant amount of time. So I think it's fair to say that if we have some criticism of what's going on, we have the right to do so simply because we are invested in the IP. But I I, I want to really bring up a small, potentially uh, powder keg, if you will, uh, it was announced uh, by by you know Halo by 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 three four three that they were releasing some more content for the Master Chief Collection in the form of what looked to be like Doom armor, which I thought looked absolutely amazing. But here's the thing: I don't play the Master Chief Collection. I haven't played it in years. I am invested in Halo Infinite, and I kind of feel that every time I hear something about the Master Chief Collection. I get a little annoyed because, you know, you're, you're, I, I, look, no one's saying to abandon the game, Luke. No one's saying mm-hmm. F those players if they don't want to come over to Infinite. No one's suggesting that at all. But I just think it's bad. It's a bad look. It's, a, it's bad PR speak when you can't figure out how to populate Halo Infinite, your current, con, you know, your current IP that is free to play. And the and the and the you know the content is a little bit slow, and you keep putting out you know story beats about hey new content for Master Chief Collection. I think it's a bad look. What are your thoughts? Well, there's a lot to unpack in there, and oh, I hate that I used Ainsley Bowden's. Uh, yeah, I, I love there. when Ains says that. You know that that's his that's, that's his tagline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we love uh, Ains on this channel. <laughs> ah, some of us do, and then we could be like Joseph Morami, like, well, to me. Uh, I, I just want to, I got to dig in at both of them there. Um, in truth, I don't know that I'm bothered necessarily to see content going to the master chief collection. Uh, I get worried when I see things like the microtransaction element, because we're going to get into that too. That's, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I, so I'll hold on my thoughts there. Um, it frustrates me greatly to see halo infinite in the state that it's in because to your point and your correct point they put out an incredible campaign the gameplay and the mechanics of halo infinite are bar none the best of any new shooter to come out best in, in shooter to date years. it's mecha- shooting mechanics are so good i mm-hmm. and i said this before luke and i don't know if you agree with me i say that they even challenge bungie's um destiny uh, it, it is certainly up there, and it, it it's hard for me to say that because I've not played Destiny recently, so I don't think I have a close enough uh, experience timeline to, to 
to go to that that level. But Halo Infinite is absolutely astounding when it comes to its gameplay and quality. The problem that we continuously go back to is content delivery, store pricing, and uh, how they manage the community and their relationship with that community. And it very much feels like there are four people uh, all pulling on the same rope, trying to get it to go in a certain direction at any given time when it comes to Halo Infinite. When I see content come to the Master Chief Collection, it doesn't bother me, boom, because I know that the teams that are working on it are different than that that have worked on Infinite. It doesn't bother me because I know that the teams are very familiar and I can I remember or I remind myself, I should say, the state that the Master Chief Collection launched in and what it took to get it to where it is now uh, it allows me to feel like, OK, I'm OK with the Master Chief Collection being what it is. What does bother me is when I see that they that that there is a blueprint for how to do it right. And it feels on the outside looking in that Halo Infinite is ignoring that blueprint. And that's where I tend to get a bit frustrated. There are some caveats. It is apples and oranges when you have a free-to-play element of your game being an infinite. When you have uh, the Master Chief Collection being old game content, you're working with old code that, that those who are there are familiar with it. So it's not an apples and oranges comparison, but it does feel as the gamer, like the Master Chief Collection is getting attention that the that Halo Infinite is not. And on the outside looking in, that's the only way it can be because we are the customer. We are on the outside. That is a bad feeling. So one way or another, 343, uh, as the stewards of, of Halo, as uh, the the stewards of the flagship franchise for Microsoft, one of the, depending on the day of the week, the one to three richest companies in the world, it's a bad look when your flagship title isn't being treated properly from the outside looking in we don't know the internal struggles i one thing that gets me so frustrated boom is when i see people in social spaces and chat rooms on the twitter spheres uh, acting as though they know yes that irks yeah. me mm -hmm. but from the outside looking in from the customer side it does feel like after seven to eight months of game of gaming with infinite like some of that stuff shouldn't be a thing. They can't, one of the recent things they said regarding uh, store pricing was this stuff takes time. Well, you've had seven months, a full battle pass, and most of us who have been playing are done with the second battle pass. Yeah. W what is the disconnect when you have a blueprint within your own studios? So yeah. outside looking in, I get frustrated in that sense. Well, look, here's the thing. You know, you talked about pricing. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, the last update that they had, they had what looked to be a welder's outfit, right? Now, I, got, I actually had got tagged by someone that is a welder in real life. And he's like, listen, boom, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, I'm a welder in real life. I love this armor. And you know what? That's freaking awesome. I can't argue that. The pricing of the armor was increased. Uh, and uh, and when they responded to people that were complaining about the pricing, they said that it was it was in regards to the rarity of it. Um, I, I'm going to say this, you know, we have talked, and again, I, I'm not, I don't want to be one of these people, quote unquote, people that Luke is talking about that you know, you know, that will make a statement, put the flag in, into the into the into the earth, and be like, yeah, this is legit. I, I'm not on the board. I'm not in the boardroom. I'm not working behind a monitor and putting out the content. We can only, um, 
you know, hypothesize what we think is going on. Mm-hmm. Is it bad management, Luke? I, I, I don't know. But when it, you asked a question mo- moments ago mm-hmm. of, well, well, this is our answer to why we, you know, the content is coming out the way the content is, the pricing is, it takes time. It always seems like the left hand is doesn't know what the right hand is doing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, look. The bottom line is that Halo Infinite, in its current state, it, as as the groundwork for what is expected to be a ten year plan, is magnificent. Mm-hmm. The gunplay, the speed, every weapon works well against each other. It's just great. There are a ton of things. Someone had actually did a thread, and I'm going to pull it up because I know I sent it to you. Um, I Luke, saw that thread. Uh, yeah, I, I laughed out loud. <laughs> it, it it it's it's a it's a it's a funny thread. There's no doubt about it. It's about things that they that they currently don't have and that they wish that they would. Come. And, and it's and you know something. Again, there's a lot to unpack, as Ains would say. But at the same time, they have a legitimate complaint that these things are not there. Uh, we know Forge is coming, which is great. I know people are testing it right now. I believe John from the Xbox era is a part of that. And obviously he is a forge master. And so may, I, may I comment on forge real quick? Boone? Yeah, please. By all means. The, what I like about forge, uh, the, the, the arguments that boom is making are, are different than the argument that some might say like, well, it should have been there at launch. All right, knock it off. It pandemic, uh, transition. That's life. Difficult. Yeah. yeah that, that's, that is a, a complaint that is fine. Two years ago, it's over now, but forge in its, uh, w- from what we've seen being leaked, and you can take everything with a grain of salt as you should, but Forge going into an open beta form is very appropriate given the gaming climate versus, say, Forge and Halo 3 or something like that. It's a fundamentally different tool set, different yeah. set of people, and a different evolution. You can look at so many live service games now that have a creator side. Fortnite's the easiest example. When you put a creative uh build set out there it's best to keep that in live beta serviceable beta and i think that is the right move with forge versus saying here it is we're done that is a different thing so i just wanted to comment on that i know it was first off i didn't mean to interrupt you but i think too often we forget that the the state of gaming has changed from your last halo iterations yeah, well, listen. I, I, we talked about this last night on Primetime Gaming. You know, obviously, uh, there was there was a whole conversation, and it was a great. If you missed last night's Primetime, you missed of uh, some heavy topics. Uh, crunch being one of them, um, and what's acceptable versus you know physical labor versus behind the screen. You know, uh, you know the entitlement of, of a much younger generation that kind of wants to come in and get the corner office. Uh, if you missed that. Uh, Please, please, definitely check that out. It was a really, really well done. But what, what are your thoughts are on the on the the uh, proposed uh, um, microtransactions? I know you have a lot to say on that. Proposed for for the for Master Chief Collection. Gotcha. Okay, so there's several mindsets that come with a microtransaction, and it all depends on how predatory they feel to the community. The statements and the wording that 343 uh, is using regarding the microtransactions and, and the MCC are, are very PR, but they also make sense. The idea of if you were not there in, in the time where Halo 
MCC was coming out, if you weren't playing the seasons, then you missed out on uh, the grind and the chance to unlock certain things. Now, smartly, there's always stuff you can go back to, but do you want to grind in with a community multiplayer-wise that is moving on and away and moving into Infinite? The, the, The option to pay real world dollars that no one is making you pay for optional cosmetic content uh, does not bother me. I think that's fine, but it is such a slippery slope. And if it is implemented in any predatory sense, then I would not advocate anyone spend their money to it. Now everyone should spend their money the way they want, but I absolutely spend money on microtransactions and games with cosmetics all the time, be it Sea of Thieves, Avengers, Fortnite, Halo Infinite itself. But when I feel like it's predatory or the game isn't respecting my time, I do not. I did not spend money on Halo Infinite uh, in that it, what I thought was uh, what they called a super rare. They they called it something silly. Yeah, like it was. It was, it was it, it, the, the wording was ridiculous, honestly. Yeah, and it's like, well, this is the first time we've seen it, and what dis- what distinguishes this version from that one? If it's predatory, then it should not be encouraged or supported. And you, as we often say, and we mean this, you must vote with your wallet. Yes, uh, indeed. That's yes. the key. Will I be spending money on Halo content in Fall Guys, even though I've never played Fall Guys? Probably, boom. Dude, Probably. I bought it first thing this morning. I <laughs> dressed you? as Master Chief. And then I said, you know something? Everyone's going to be the chief. I don't want to be the chief. I I, I think I, I, I there was a couple of them in there armor mm-hmm. i believe i i don't it looks like the atriox armor is what i'm it's, wearing now let me ask you this boom and this is the key to all microtransactions mm-hmm. in doing that to your fall guy i think they're beans or what they're called yeah, they're, they're, they're like jelly beans yeah yeah and doing <laughs> that to your your character did you have fun uh dude i have been a proponent since this game launched on the playstation i was crazy addicted then uh, I, I I'll put it to this way, just to give people the heads up. I I don't have problems spending money. I, I I'm a, I'm frugal because I'm a retired guy, right? So mm-hmm. there is one pension coming in. You got to be. It's not like you, it's back in the days you work overtime and you get that extra money. I I don't have that ability right now. So I'm 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 more mindful of not frugal. I'm more mindful of where I sure. spend the money. Absolutely. When Fall Guys launched a couple of days ago on Xbox, I dropped thirty one bucks. Mm-hmm. No questions. I bought mm-hmm. the season pass. I bought all the the the, the big season pass. How came all this extra whiz bang stuff? Mm-hmm. And it's not a problem. I literally didn't spend any money on the Halo stuff because I saved all of my points that I got with the big whiz bang. I knew that the Halo stuff was coming. It was twenty two hundred of their bucks or whatever it is, and I have like a thousand and change left over. I you know so I I I'm in it. I quite have a fun. I play that game. 20 times a day i've almost done with all the uh, the chief challenges to get the cat the cat helmet that, that i'm and probably in, not gonna wear <laughs> and in that case it it is well worth your time absolutely and, and money to yeah. to invest in that and so i don't think it's predatory in that sense because they tell you what up front what you're getting mm-hmm. and you're not missing out on the content you can look at store i mean that's epic now for fall guys and they do a yes. good job of that with Fortnite as well uh, if people are willing to pay, that's fine. The The only concern I have is when prices become egregious, coupled with the idea of FOMO. If you don't get this, then this I'm gonna is miss out. gone. Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. a problem. That is, that is an inherent problem. And the idea with Master Chief Collection for these Spartan points is they would be 
in lieu of season points, which you could still earn. So on paper, the paper, by the way, that has been presented by 343 and their PR, it looks fine. I'm not opposed to it. And it's a possibility at this point. The problem is that it is indeed a slippery slope. Uh, Keep in mind also to anyone that's, that's in chat or in socials or watching this on VOD, the Halo community has been very vocal about infinite store structure. And we've already seen a, a plethora of changes from the, the multiplayer launch to now. Your battle, The second battle pass included ways to earn uh, real-world currency. It included better and more cosmetic unlocks. Yep. Uh, and they uh, reduced the prices in the store. They made that slip up a few weeks ago, which tells you that it's never set in stone and you can't always trust. But making yourself vocal combined with the more apt and more appropriate not spending the money right that's the key that's the key i mean listen i'll say this to give people the heads up of what how i feel about uh infinite um i spent 60 bucks in season two sure not a problem same i there's armor that i wanted there were different things um i you know i got the first 25 levels of, of, of the battle pass like most people do um the problem with uh, I the, the problem that I potentially see happening with the Master Chief Collection is what just happened with Infinite with the price increase that you're just referring to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it came out of complete nowhere. Their response to it was laughable at best. Uh, this is the kind of stuff that gets three four three in trouble. And, and this is this is again, I don't know who who sits down in the meeting room and says. This is what we need to say, or or or, or they try to, you know, the do the old banana in the tailpipe. You know what I'm saying? Because right. Eddie Murphy, if, he, if if Eddie Murphy taught anything to anyone, don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Right. Uh, and that's what sometimes they they do. They did do that with this, uh, you know, rare armor that looked absolutely horrendous. I I, <laughs> I, I sometimes I wonder if they design these things in the dark. Or you know, because some of these these designs, they seem like they were left over uh, on on someone's table, and they walk by and they're like, "Oh, look at that! That knackman, someone drew on that. Let's let's use that because some of it is just horrendous." Um, again, this is this is not piling on three four three. We we've already de- we've already declared that uh, infinite is amazing. But we do have some concerns regarding content. I don't know. Uh, th- there is now. If you don't know, if you if you follow the Halo Championship, uh, that is coming. Uh, that has been confirmed for September twenty third through the tw- September twenty fifth in mm-hmm. Florida, Orlando, Florida. I believe Kaysante, who's in the chat, is looking to go to that. And if I lived in Florida, I would probably go because that is pretty dope. I went to the one in Raleigh this past December. Boom! Oh, that's awesome, dude. Nice, yeah, nice. No, it was so the cool. So the question that I will uh, before we move on to the handheld aspect of the conversation, because that's a big one, is the Halo Championship is it's a it's a big deal, Luke. It's a very big deal. It's mm-hmm. it's watched by millions. Uh, do we foresee them coming out with some additional content because they were obviously absent or put in the doghouse, however you want to consider it? For the Microsoft uh, Xbox Bethesda showcase, they were nowhere to be found. Uh, Certain Affinity, we know, is currently working on the Battle Royale aspect of Halo, which I'm not a Battle Royale guy, but I will try because it's Certain Affinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to be honest with you, they have been... Uh, there's, there's, it, 
they've been quite uh, you know quiet on the front of you know single player you know infra, you know uh, um, uh, story beat missions sure. and of course what they continue to do with supporting because I again all we all we have this year Luke is the one drop do we suspect that at the Halo Championship which is a big deal we could get some information on some new potential content they have so we there's a couple things here that that make me say no okay but but hear me out and hear why they've done a very good job and they historically have tried to keep the hcs the halo championship series separate from story beats ca uh canon based stuff things that are specifically relevant to halo infinite uh proper they try to keep those two things separate. That said, uh, we are due from some sort of news. It was noticeably absent from this summer, but also wise, I think, to keep them out of the conversation. Because very few, no matter what they do right now, very few will be said good on social until the proof is in the pudding, right? Yeah. So, so they should stay quiet until they've got something ready for within a month's time. September would make good sense. For them to come out perhaps capitalize one you know on the hcs's attention or vice versa probably vice versa because the hcs is pretty niche uh despite being very popular the, the two communities don't always overlap is what i mean um september october you should expect to see something from halo infinite's uh new mode that that project tanaka um that battle royale 60 person i think with drops there's a lot of cool stuff that's coming with that um if if it does end up coming out all signs point to yes by the way yes uh, it does there, there's there more there more more signs than no yes uh, yeah and certain affinity is the right group to be working on it they are well versed in halo uh they're one of the very few xbox second party that we don't like, seem to acknowledge or talk about but they very much feel like it um so i i think you're due for some halo news september october um I doubt August, at least not from what I've heard. I'm not an insider, just to be very clear. I, I hear things on occasion by what, by the nature of XCPs. You know, I interview people, but I would not say I'm an insider. That said, I've heard you're going to hear stuff in September, October, yeah. or Halo Infinite's November or December content. Right. Um, but it's wise and smart that they stay quiet until they're very close to giving content because the, nothing they can say, say right now will be received well. Uh, until the product is in the player's hands. Right, they, they can't actually, and I absolutely agree with you. I think you're onto something because I think coming out with anything outside of proper content to mm -hmm. say, here you go, it's going to be looked upon as a, a yawn. People are going to be like, yeah, whatever, you know. Right, Yeah. right, exactly, exactly. And, you know, the scuttlebutt that I have heard is very positive as far as the content that's coming the scuttlebutt I've heard as far as the leadership is that there is consistently uh, kind of a battle in who wants what pricing yes. wise. Yeah. Core customizations, those kind of things. Those are constantly at odds, um, which is which is so darn frustrating for for so many people who do love Halo. And I don't mean the people that want to complain on social to complain on social. Those people are silly. Um, but those that just love the game and love the franchise and they have a tough job in front of them, boom, because they must appease to the single-player Canaanites. They must appease to the multiplayer uh, people who just adore and love multiplayer. They must appease the those who 
are, are just die hard for ranked competitive multiplayer, HCS style ranked ga- gameplay, that kind of thing. Uh, and then they also have the pillar of creatives, which Forge should satiate. And leaving out, that's leaving out another pillar that Halo has in years past justified, PvE. And it is it is not yep. unprecedented, but it is just such a monumental task to be asked to satiate each of these communities, PvE, competitive play, casual play, single-player content, uh, and creatives. That's a lot to try and please with one platform. And um, I do know they abandoned the 10-year aspect of halo infinite that is gone that mindset is gone now internally but that is not to say that they're not abandoning infinite they're just the way they were planning to roll content they realized is not going to work so they're they're retooling uh, as it were yeah you know you mentioned something uh uh what shocks me a little bit is like i i I like really like making my spartan my own and i i have I, my 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 Spartan looks so badass, it's it's bonkers. And I don't, I haven't changed him since getting the skulls from my shoulders. They're on fire. I just, it just looks incredibly badass. But one of the things that I've seen a lot of people complain about and have, and have every right to do is, you know, the the colors and being able to mix and match. And these 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 seem to be things that are standard fare in most free to play games. And why they don't have that figured out. I, I I have no I have no answer for it. In yeah. regards to um, them trying to please a, a plethora of groups, look, here's the thing I'll say about that, and then we're going to move on to the the handheld uh, aspect of the conversation. I do not I do not give three four three as much leeway as some other uh, other other people will because mm-hmm. they are the largest studio Xbox game studios has they mm-hmm. have literally limitless funding from Xbox they are in charge of the flagship IP for Xbox known to anyone that plays video games. And if you, again, they have the biggest team, the largest amount of people. You guys are going to have to figure this out. This, this, this constant struggle that we hear about which one group wants this way and that group wants this way, that is where people start to get wonder what the H is going on with management. How is this allowed to continue to happen? And that answer is, well, I don't, I don't have an answer for it. I thought things... I thought that the ship was righted when uh, when uh, Joseph uh, Staten came back, and I think that he is doing what he is expected. You know what we all expected him to do. Um, but this again, going back to what you said, Luke. This you know they want this group wants this. You you guys have to figure it out already. I mean, mm-hmm. you this game has been in development for over five years. I want to say maybe even seven years. No more excuses. Correct. Correct. Even if and this is this is again. We don't know what has happened internally. It doesn't matter to a point. It doesn't matter because on the customer facing side, things need to be improved. And I will say that for all the frustrations, the fact that the game came out in the state it did is a miracle. It's it's shocking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But what does not what is not excusable by me and my to my way of thinking is this season, the second season had a great battle pass, but it's for it to be six months long and, yeah. and offer, 
I don't know how if it if offering a little is the right term. The fact that they don't have a a, a tier after you get to 100. Fortnite does this very well with bonus rewards and yes, alternate yes, alternate. Having that would have done a lot to satiate those who are playing every day. And I play quite a bit myself. I'm at 12 days. Uh, uh, so I think I'm mean, seven minutes shy of 12 days uh, on my counter. I absolutely love the game, but it, it would be nice to feel like I'm continuing to make progress. Um, and when I hear <laughs> from from my more seasoned gaming veterans, well, we didn't used to have that. OK, but that's that gaming world is gone. That, that, that's an ancient past yes correct yes it's just a different landscape uh of gaming and, and progression is an expectation now um well and, and you know me, you mentioned first. something earlier that i think is really relevant to what you're saying and that's the blueprint yes. not necessarily microsoft's blueprint but the game the the games as a service the free-to-play mm -hmm. blueprint that you're talking about has been laid for them to copy, follow, paste, whatever you want to say. Fortnite does this to an unbelievable perfection, mm -hmm. and they continue to do so. I, You said it earlier. I don't know if you were referring to this particular point, but you said it. The blueprint is there. No one's saying to copy and paste it, but take what works with your game and make it work right well and they've got several you know you can look outside of, of microsoft and see some incredible battle passes and monetization models that that are great that i spend money in again i point to uh, uh avengers i point to fortnite um, but also within xbox studios the amount of money that i've spent in sea of thieves the amount of money that i spent in gears 5 was was absurd and wonderful and i enjoyed all of it and those are internal studios and we i i say this often out of ignorance knowing full well that it i i don't have the answer but it's baffling to me that 343 leadership did not sit down with coalition sit down with rare and say all right how are you building your plunder pass your gear yes. season pass we don't know that they didn't do that but we do know they seem they to ignore quite did. a few of the lessons. Right, <laughs> right. Because Gears had a good battle pass for those that played with it. Um, the, sea, the Sea of Thieves plunder passes are, are genuinely fantastic. They're wonderful. They reward you for playing the game. Um, and people can complain. or what, the, the, the Halo battle passes are not hard. Like the challenges are annoying to unlock to progress yourself but it is not difficult to do um but they do need to find a way to just reward you for playing and fortnite is the best at this yes. you know they they're they're their xp multipliers and their xp like you get ten thousand xp for thanking the bus driver so many times yeah. okay but like <laughs> give, give me some silly xp for getting headshots or give me some silly XP for getting domed or for uh, running through a certain part of the map 16 times over. You know, there are simple and silly There, there, ways. there are creative ways right. to, to make it fun outside of this cut and paste. Hey, you get XP for doing this or you have to use this to change this challenge. Oh, right. if you don't have it, you got to buy it. Because, because you, you, I put it to this way, if you're going to spend money in Halo Infinite, you're going to get what you want. If you want to just completely earn it, they make it a little difficult for that. They do. Right. They, they, yeah. And how many times have you 
lost a game because you were trying to only use your pistol or missed out on a moment because you were like, all right, I got to use this rifle. And again, it's not hard because the swaps are pretty easy to come by, particularly if you're a game pass member. Yeah. But but is that how you want to go about? No. And I hope season three corrects that. I also hope season three is shorter. It should be. It should be the standard three months is what it should be. Agree. Yes. Yeah. Well, listen, I, that, what what a great way to talk about the first uh, half hour to open up the show. I want to thank Andrew Cullion, who drops the first uh, $5 super chat and says, if Xbox puts out a handheld, it'll be a controller with a screen for streaming games only, not a powerhouse portable. I disagree. And we're going to get into why that is. Now, look, let's let, let, let's let's bring everybody up to speed. Um, the handheld conversation for Xbox uh, is something that has been raging since the uh, start of last year. Uh, we've heard the likes of Jez Corden talk about it. We've heard uh, many others talk about it. The importance of it is going to be something that we talk about. For you, Luke, um, you know, we this the, the if 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 anything has been proven in gaming, you can have a piece of hardware that's incredibly underpowered. And if you have software to go with your un- incredible uh, power underpowered uh, handheld, i.e. the Switch, you can win what I think is three-plus years of MPDs in multiple regions. Now, we're not talking about they're just winning in Japan. They're winning here. They're winning in the EU. They're winning basically anywhere you can find the Switch. Uh, Nintendo has an appeal that's very, very uh, similar or, or representative of like a Disney, they, they their characters are iconic. Everything they are the basically Disney of video games, in my opinion. I've said that for years. Sure, uh, and they have earned their their um, their swagger that they currently have because they're coming off of an incredibly big failure, which is unlike for Nintendo with the Wii U. It was a mm-hmm. huge, huge step back for the company. Uh, everything they did right with the Wii, they did wrong with the Wii U. And no one knew what the Switch uh, had the potential to be. And now it is a it is a powerhouse unlike anything we've seen. Now, I say there's room for another. Sony abandoned the PSP, you know, they 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 which and they did it twice. And I bought both of them. Um, and Same. they're not looking to get back into it. I don't think that Sony wants to do that again. Um, but Microsoft is the one conundrum, Luke. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, and here's why I think that there is truth, there is potential, and when you look at the big scale, not just a, let me look through a little lens, I live in the U.S. kind of a way. Right now, as it was reported two days ago, Luke, Microsoft somehow or another, or the Xbox, has edged out the PlayStation in this country which is shocking considering that, you know, they haven't had the banger, right? The, you know, as, mm-hmm. as the kids like to say, they, and some people will fight with me and say, well, it's because you can't find a PlayStation 5. That is not true. I saw one in my target, saw three in my target just sitting there. So you can, if you look, find them. I don't think it's, I don't think it's, the, you know, the quote unquote chip shortage. So, really? You don't think it's the chip shortage? I, no, I don't. I don't think so. I, hmm. I, I, because here, here's why I don't think it is, Luke. 
if you are a gamer and you are dead set on a PlayStation 5 and you here's your here's your $500 in your hand and you're like, "Okay, I got my money. Here we go." If you walk into said store and you see the Xbox Series X or the Series S specifically and you like, "Wow, look, there's yeah, there, there's an Xbox." And you and your 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 mind and your heart are on that PlayStation 5. I I, I just don't think it's cheap enough. A $300 impulse buy is not something I believe in. I think that there's you know, it, 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 I, I just don't think it, that that's the case. I, I Could it be a part of it? Sure. But when what I want to talk about and why I think that this handheld not only is real, I don't know when it's going to release, but I think that it has to release, is the League of Legends deal. Like, people keep saying, you know... Well, you know, it's 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 mobile and PC. Let 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 me just give you a hint on how big of a deal getting that group to t- to team up uh with Microsoft is. Uh can, someone what was Can that? you pin that for just one sec? Sure, the, sure, sure. The, the only reason is I I'm still paused on this idea that Xbox is winning solely on the fact that they're Xbox uh and that the chip shortage doesn't play a factor. And there, there's two aspects that I that I come to mind. Sure. PlayStation's Let's hear it. Let's first, hear it. yeah, PlayStation's first party catalog is superior at the moment. Oh, ten times over. Yeah, yeah, and and they have, to their credit, taken great strides to improve their their online infrastructure and their social offerings. Not as a Game Pass competitor. Uh, because it is an apples and oranges element, but they are offering a lot to their customers that buy in. Yes. Um, and I'm a just to be very clear to anybody that's unfamiliar with my content. I cover Xbox. I, I do play on everything, but I'm primarily an Xbox user myself. Um, noticeably absent from the Xbox uh, category is a AAA uh, exclusive in 2022, as of six months in, and their two exclusives were were late 2021. Uh, which you know, all things considered, boom! Like we've had two two Xbox exclusives of the AAA category uh, yes. in the last eight months. That's not that's that's pretty good. Like that is a good thing, right? Um, but it surprises me to think that PlayStation, with its incredible mindshare win over Microsoft in the last generation, I mean, last I saw it was like 120 million versus 55 million in terms of PS4s and Xbox Ones. Yeah. So I think that plays a lot to do i don't know that it's xbox that's why i say that's why i think the chip shortage plays such a big factor to to defend your point though to acknowledge the idea that uh that xbox might be doing some good work you have the 300 series s which is very attractive for anyone that's anxious to get into next gen gaming and when you've got game pass you don't need that triple a banger as desperately you still need it it still needs to happen, and we know it's going to happen. It's just taking longer to get there than we might have suspected. Um, but I do think the chip shortage plays a big factor everywhere, and Microsoft, to their credit, is managing it better than their competitors. But, man, I, I'd have a hard time saying that Xbox is winning just because it's winning with regularity. There are There's an ebb and flow, a back and forth, yeah, which is sure, what I want absolutely. as a customer. But I think that chip shortage plays a bigger, bigger factor, boom, than not, I, I mean, and you know, maybe I'm wrong. No, 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 no. Listen, it's it's a it's a wonderful and well thought out opinion. That that is for sure. But what I what I want to do, what why sure. I want to reel this back in is because anywhere you go in any part of this country, 
handheld as dominated by the switch mm-hmm. right yep. that that's a fact yeah. it is a seven it's a 720p machine it has great ip it has great history it has great support you're playing on your con you're playing on your your console on your tv you got to go you drop it into your bag and you're out it's it, it's 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 and, and vice versa it's fantastic when you see how well this console does in specific the, the, the specific market I want to refer is to Japan. This is this is a market that n- notoriously has been a failure for Xbox. We see the Series S gaining significant ground. Now, it are, is Microsoft going to outpace um, uh, Sony and Nintendo in their home turf? The answer is no, they're not. But they are going. They have a. They have a chance to still be a part of the conversation, even if they stay at third. Correct. Um, where they could get, where they could gain ground, where you could see them take up a second, a number two spot over Sony, is if this handheld happens to be real. Now, Microsoft is known, or specifically head of head of Xbox uh, uh, games. Uh, and Phil Spencer, right? He he is head of Microsoft Games. He was given that title after the ABK announcement. Um, he was, and I talk about this many times, clowned by many people in this in this community, many people on uh, in 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 the gaming um, media aspect for wanting to appeal or to get to the three billion gamers. Uh, they're doing a pretty good job uh, of what they currently have in front of them. There's no doubt about it. Um, there's, you know, we, 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 it was just announced today, as a matter of fact, that on the new Samsung TVs, you can play your Xbox as if there was a console in that TV. Now, granted, that is just the Samsung 2022 TVs, but, but it's still, cool. it is, you know, I, I saw Danny Pena from, mm-hmm. uh, from a Gamertag Radio playing it during the Xbox event, and he mm-hmm. said it literally feels like you're playing on a console. He could not tell the difference. And I've seen many others, uh, but I specifically mentioned Danny because I love his content and love what they do over at Gamertag Radio. But where I think you can see someone like Phil Spencer looking beyond today, tomorrow, into the future, why I believe this handheld could potentially be a thing is because they have two consoles, two very powerful consoles, one of which, like you said moments ago, extremely appealing at the $300 price point. I have a strong feeling, Luke, that during Black Friday, that thing is going to be down at 250 bucks. I really have a feeling that yeah. they're going to drop 50 bucks on that. And who's to say that at some point they don't drop the Series X 50 bucks? And and really go you know you know put the fire to the heels of Sony if they keep their box at five hundred and four hundred respectively, um, if if the, so we know that they have they're, they're doing well with the hardware for the traditionalists like us like a lot of people in this chat right uh, we know that they are currently back at the drawing board for the streaming box stick whatever you want to call it for mm. the you know the you know your Apple TVs and and such. Um, we know that the app, which was released today, the, the, the ability to play is, is another way that you can play. You can play through the cloud on your TV, your pewter, your handheld, uh, your handheld phone. But the one last aspect, I mean, if you're doing all of this, Luke, it almost mm-hmm. seems like a no brainer that you're going to try to have your own handheld. 
Um, and the handheld would be a direct competitor to the Nintendo Switch, which by potentially all rights would be a very underpowered system. And then when you couple Xbox Game Pass and the current bangers that they have, along mm -hmm. with all the second and third party deals, you're going to get a console. Uh, let's say, for instance, you are already part of Xbox. You mm -hmm. all immediately have hundreds of games to play on this new handheld. I don't expect they're going to make exclusives for it. It's literally going to be as if you're playing on your phone, but the, mm -hmm. the handheld is going to be powerful. Where, where do you feel with everything that Microsoft is currently doing in cloud and on TVs and home console is the next evolution to get the 3 billion players that, that Phil Spencer talked about years ago, a handheld. I'm not Jez and I'm not Tom. <laughs> Neither of I us are, <laughs> but I know they are working on a handheld boom that it, I will tell you that I, I know firsthand that that is something they are doing. Um, in a couple of my upcoming interviews over the next few weeks, you'll see hardware stuff and hardware works with hardware. Um, they are working on a handheld. That is that is true. Um, that hardware would not be something that does exclusive games. Uh, right. and it's not going to be like a PSP where you're going to get right. charted on that on that or God of War that's different than what you get at home. Correct. That that is correct. Um, but they are working on that handle. That is true. I know that is true. And I've yeah, heard I've, that from several people like yourself, yeah. which will, will remain nameless. Yeah, that that um, is, in fact, something I've actually had a person tell me that they saw it. So I'll say that much. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> me too. But it's gone through a lot of iterations. Yes. Uh, and and the cool part about this handheld that makes it this hypothetical handheld, if because it, it hasn't come to market, right? This is an right. R&D. Um, the cool part about it is that you don't need it. You can right. play via xCloud. You can hook up the controller to your phone. Uh, you've got the Razer Kishi V2 that's coming out. I mean, there, there are a lot of ways to do it. And that is, that is, I think, better evidence that this is true for anyone that, that, that doubts it. Because Microsoft has said consistently that they do not care where you play, what Thank you play you. on. They just want you to play. They want you in their ecosystem. So is a good thing it does it, they have a proprietary unit so that they can sell in markets where others might stop them out so that apple can't lock them out of their platform again so that, that they don't have to lose faith with one uh, uh platform and then suddenly somebody doesn't have access that's why they have a proprietary there are markets that need a handheld that they can produce that is why it, it does happen um this will not be your switch killer. This will not be your Xbox replacement. Right. This is a supplementary thing to bring more people into the gaming world. And yep. you and I will buy it, yes. um, but we won't need it. <laughs> and if you've got xCloud and, and a, a, a controller attachment for your phone, you're good. That's you'll have the same thing more or less. They're also working on building relationships, which you've seen publicly and and heard about privately. Um, they're working on relationships with uh, Valve and the Steam Deck and making yes. sure that that Game Pass 
content plays on there seamlessly and, and with more ease. Getting the, the Game Pass app onto Samsung TVs is the first of many steps to getting them to as many other places as possible. So for anyone in chat or otherwise that's like, we absolutely need an Xbox handheld. No, you don't, but it's absolutely coming for the right reasons to get more people into the ecosystem. And whether that looks like an Xbox handheld three years from now, or it's just another login device, I don't know. Right. But but it is real. And I'm I'm not Jez and I'm not Tom, but I if 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 I know about it and if I've seen it, his is real. You know what I mean? Because I'm not yeah. the guy. So right. you know, I well, do look, talk I, to a lot of people though. That is the cool part. Well, do. you do you, uh, and we're going to get into it momentarily about where they can find that content because your content is f- absolutely phenomenal. So you definitely uh, we need to get people to come and and tune in and and subscribe and listen to your 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 interviews because some of them are great. There's no doubt about it, but. The, the 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 conversation of want versus need uh you know it, it, it it's subjective it's a subjective conversation you you might feel because there are a lot of there are a lot of opinions that well I'm a traditionalist I just want the box sure. underneath the uh the TV and if you are that gamer awesome I hear you I am that gamer too but I have also always after experiencing and just supporting the switch like i have over 100 games for the switch now yeah. I, do i play okay so so here's the thing do i take the game on the go and i'm sitting in the docs office no but for me like my wife and i and i've talked about this publicly we play animal crossing every day every evening for still? a couple That's hours so yeah, cool. still, yeah we absolutely do so she plays on the tv right i have the new hd model I sit it on the on a little on a little stand. I have my controller. I'm sitting next to the missus. She's playing. I'm visiting her island. I'm bringing her cherries and whatever, and you know we're having a good old time with it. Um, I can see myself actually using a handheld if we were watching a film, like we're watching a film, and I kind of want to catch up on Halo or just you know go through uh, you know get get my my points for getting achievements and you know whatever. And be able to do that by using an Xbox controller and have it sit in front of me. Um, people are going to use it differently. I, I think that seeing what Microsoft is doing, uh, and, and, and you said it elegantly, um, they don't care where you play, how you play. They just mm-hmm. want you in the ecosystem. What ecosystem right. is that? Is it it's just Xbox? Well, yes and no. It's more yeah. so they want you in Xbox Game Pass. That's the key. If if you can log in, you're good. Like, yeah, I would love a dedicated handheld, but they don't care if I. They, they don't really don't care if I, they're nobody. Nobody uh, truly makes real money off of hardware. There was one hardware. I think the Wii was it was an example of hardware that was profitable from from the selling literally the from the minute they put it out put it in the box right. yes 100 percent. yeah but you don't make money from hardware you get money from from transactions and three and, three uh, or four years later you're making a couple of bucks but you're you, right but, but you're but you're not building the mansions based on the hardware sales <laughs> exactly exactly and the steam deck is likely uh now this i do not know this is speculation i've not heard anything but i would imagine boom that the steam deck is teaching lessons Oh, and sure. and yeah. they are uh, uh, probably working very closely. I mean, we know they're building the relationship with Valve continuously, um, but like that Steam Deck's teaching lessons, and I would love for a report to come out 
by one of the, the true insight by jazz by tom to talk to <laughs> us about like how much game pass time is getting made used on a steam deck you know like that'd be really really it fascinating would be that, that would be you know what that would be awesome I, I don't know how they'd find that out because i don't have that kind of knowledge but that would be pretty awesome as to you know who and how and how many are actually using Xbox Game Pass on it. And I'm sure that Microsoft is taking note to that data as to, you know, whether or not they move forward with the handheld. But which, mm -hmm. I, and again, I, I can't say for certain that it's coming out next week or mm -hmm. next holiday. I know that it's coming. Uh, yeah. And I think that it is, the, it, it is the next evolution into the global reach that Microsoft or Xbox wants to have. They want to have a thumbprint as big as the world. And the way you do that is exactly what they're doing right now. You start out traditionally and you get a box. They went one better and they gave us two. Yeah. Two right. good ones, by the way. Two Very well really, engineered ones. Really good ones. Aesthetic looking and everything. I mean, yeah. okay, both consoles look amazing, whether they're standing or on their side. Um, and they're both yeah, the Series powerful. X on its size scares me a little bit, but I, I that's how I have the Halo one sitting literally right no, now. No, you yeah, put it yeah. on the side, oh, yeah. I have, bro, I have no choice, it, it, it's because where the TV is, I, it's, I have a terrible stand. I don't know, I don't, I I, I don't want to put it behind the TV because then you're not going to see it anyway. So, well, I'm stuck I, you know, with it on its side. Real talk, I don't know if you can see it on my shoulder. My PS5 is behind my TV, uh, it's like that's right a good place there. for it, yeah, yeah it, it is a good place. My exactly. friend uh, had never seen one in in like re in real life before. We're we're primarily Xbox users, and he stopped by the house the other day, and he was visibly taken aback because of how big it is. And I'm like, I know, I know. It, it's a testament to Jason Ronald's team uh, that they were able to make two aesthetically pleasing boxes as powerful as they are. Because yeah. I have a Series X down, a Series S downstairs, and you would never notice that it's it. You know what I mean? Like it's. You don't You'd even realize it's a game think it's just like a CD player or something. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Or, or, or like a like a talking box or something. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's 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 credit. Listen, let me let me grab some super chats. Uh, Kirby yeah. Zero Louise, good friend of the program, developer, says I feel like they should wait on the handheld for the tenth gen, and they make the tenth gen a Series S hybrid handheld console with while the ten gen uh, Series X is a typical home console. Wow, that's. That's very, it's pretty ingenious. Uh, that's actually well thought out. Um, that is a well thought out super chat, brother. Thank you for the generosity, but thank you for the comment. That would be something. Um, Arigato, sir, drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, based on what Jez has said, it's a streaming handheld, and I hope that's not true. My phone is my xCloud device, so I want to play offline on a handheld. Yeah, I, I right there with you. There are, and the reason why I think it's going to be, you know, quote unquote traditional is because we have options right now today backbones and quiches and all different kind of things i'm actually in a program with um uh with the company i don't want to say who it is because i haven't gotten yet that that reached out to me and said do i want to test this product and i said yes i absolutely do so i will put it out there on the socials once i get it uh, but it is for me to put my phone in and it looks absolutely amazing. So we have that. So it doesn't, it, to me, it doesn't seem like it would make sense for Microsoft to just copy what's out there because it's out there already. They need to do something that's, you know, a tr more traditional, play offline, download the game into this little thing, you know, allow for memory cards and upgrades and then play your game however you want to play your game. Do you check in at, you know, at your hotspot or whatever? Um, 
But we have another super chat from a good friend. I think I think we all know this gentleman. Kay Asante drops a very generous five-hour super chat. And he says, as a newly minted Steam Deck stand, I bet we I bet we see Xbox offer a similar device. The deck is basically a Series S, and right now XCloud plays insanely well on it. Like, look, I'll put it to you this way, Luke. Uh, and, and this is just food for thought because we're about to close down the uh, you know, this this episode of X Vlog Live. Mm-hmm. If they teamed up with Steam Deck and made a, 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 a dedicated Xbox version that was a little bit streamlined as opposed, because I'm not a tinkerer. Like the Steam Deck, mm-hmm. I, I canceled it because it's more of a PC kind of a thing. I'm not a PC right. guy, so I, I would be lost in the source. I just want to pick up my, my handheld and play, right? right? So if they made, if they teamed up with Steam to bring the world a Steam Deck dedicated Xbox device, I would be okay with that. What, what are your thoughts on that real quick? See, I'm like you in that I want to just for a handheld. I want to pick right. up. Right, I play. don't want to tinker. You know what I mean? I just want to put the yeah. uh, load up a game and play. Yeah, yeah. Um, interesting, interesting. Like, it, I mean, well, first because you and I are who we are. If it's Xbox branded, we're probably gonna get it, right? Dude, it's an automatic <laughs> pre <Yeah>. pre ordered. <laughs> like, like, if it's Xbox branded, of course you and I are gonna grab it. But um, that said, I don't know that there's a. I don't know that there's a need for that, that either company would, would say is worth the dollars, Okay. but I'd be there. Yeah. You know me what too. I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's the thing is like, to, it's more likely that what they do is, is create, well, they we already know they're working together, but like work together more closely to get Xbox branding alongside a steam deck. Um, that's more likely, I think, as opposed to like, you know, getting it get engraved on there or whatnot but i mean i'd be there for that but i but like you i want to pick up and play that's that's my handheld vision and thankfully and this this is a, a plug to anybody that somehow hasn't checked it out i know your chat is, is i see your chat uh pretty comfortably like xcloud is plug and play and that's the yeah, pretty coolest much yes, part I, yeah you know? and they have more games that use touch controls than ever before right and it, and it don't works. work that great, but they're still there for you. If you want to use well, it. it works. You got to choose the right game. Don't be trying to yeah, play Street do. Fighter on there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't try and play your Twitch stuff with touch controls. It just doesn't work. But <laughs> Minecraft works great. Halo it Wars does. works great. Um, yeah. Oh, shout out to somebody in the chat mentioning Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Oh, that is the GOAT of games. That is and the I GOAT of it. fighters. I I use my 360 for for old games i've been playing the old bond games hint hint um to kind of refresh myself on on that but i do have marvel vs capcom 2 on my 360 that's one of the few games that just never made it to xbox one series x and oh i love mvc2 so good i have it on the xbox i have it on the dreamcast i have it on multiple platforms and i have the original actual discs and stuff in the collection, oh, and, uh, so Marvel's Capcom 2 is by far probably one of my favorite fighting games of all time. Like, I like, like the original Guilty Gear is up there, KI, of course, for me. Uh, uh, the Mortal Kombat's recently have just been phenomenal, but uh, Marvel, it, it's almost a shame that we don't have that uh, re re released, you know what yes. I'm saying? Like, it's been released several times. I would love because you know uh, the, the, they do have a good working relationship with with uh, Disney Capcom. Very. Um, so I don't know if we'll ever see it at, on its uh, upcoming anniversary, which I believe is coming up soon. 
that we get that. But I would I would play that a game like I'd, I'd buy it brand new again. I really would. That's how Absolutely. much I love that. Absolutely. But, and Digital Eclipse, who's doing all the collections. Yes. Like they, I had them on a few months ago and I asked them about MVP, MVC2 and they said multiple times, yes, we know we can do it. We need to go ahead. It's all licensing. That's the one nightmare yep. about those kind of games. Figure it out. Figure it out. Whoever it is, figure it out. You know, people are going to buy this game. We want this game. The Xbox themselves has a great relationship with Disney. I mean, the yeah, Sea of Thieves, Pirate's Life, and and uh, that new, there's a new game where you explore Disneyland that's coming. Um, yeah, it looks actually really good. I Xbox. think my nephew's going to definitely dig that. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're, they're, they are working really hard to build a relationship with Disney as well they should, given Disney's Star Wars, Marvel, et cetera, et cetera, and PlayStation kind of gobbling up the superhero stuff. I really hope that stops. I need Xbox to pull some weight there. I love yeah, those yeah. Spider-Man games when I I love the idea of Wolverine, but you know, like I don't I don't want that exclusive. Those heroes are everybody's. Yeah, well, I, listen, we we talked about that many many times, and many times I walked away shaking my head. Yeah. Um, yeah. But listen, folks, thank you so much for checking out. This is a relatively a new show. I think this is like the twentieth episode, give or take. Uh, last couple of weeks we were going back and forth because you know we we changed the day for. Uh, scheduling issues for uh, uh, Breakfast of Boom, which will be airing tomorrow morning at uh, 10 a.m. Uh, we got some spicy topics, and one of which is acquisition talk, which is always fun, regarding IO Interactive. Uh, there was a recent book that came out about uh, written by the, one of the uh, original founders on how they wanted to make uh, Agent 47 like the Coke uh, Coca-Cola or video games, meaning, and the way that they described it was pretty interesting. Like if you're walking on a beach and you see the sea, but you, the, the bottle is broken, you know it's a Coca-Cola game. You just know it because of the writing. You know it because of the branding. That's how they wanted to treat, and that's how they've been treating Agent 47. And it's pretty interesting um, in regards to what happens next for that for Agent 47. Look, I, I've I've said this before. My heart is still broken that they didn't get Crystal Dynamics. Like honestly, the ABK deal for me is important. I I understand from a from a business fin from 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 a financial aspect. Call of Duty, King, Blizzard, incredibly important to the money making machine that will be Microsoft. You know, as they continue towards three trillion dollars, they're not already there. This ABK deal is, is just massive. But that, you know, not getting Laura Croft as an uh, as an exclusive IP when they need that type of game, it hurts. I'm going to be honest with you, and I feel that uh, Agent Forty Seven, specifically IO Interactive, and we're going to get into that tomorrow. I think that that is an incredible uh, potential acquisition that they must make. And, and and thankfully, they can drag their heels a bit because IO owns IO. They're not owned by anyone like a Square Enix. They were, but then now IO is their own company. So Microsoft is probably in line if anyone would be like, hey, do you want to buy them? They probably have first rights, if you will, in the contract. The... I don't know where this... So... I've had the actor for Agent 47 on my show, and I've interviewed I saw that. That's Dynamics. awesome. And that guy looks like it. It's crazy that yeah, he looks like the crazy. guy. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. Um, they, I, I know Microsoft has pursued 
Bond and uh, Agent 47 pretty heavily. Yes. Um, I don't know what the final points of that are. I know they were caught off guard by the Embracer snag crystal yes. uh, because they were angling for that. But this is the part that's interesting to me, Boom, is that the after the all hands meeting with with uh, Crystal and Embracer, people were leaving pretty excited, which is interesting, right? Like they were Crystal was not happy with Square, from what I understand. Oh no, they, they treated ha- them terribly, dude. There was it was a yeah. terrible relationship. Uh, yeah, but that morning they had they found out a lot of the employees found out via Twitter, like the rest of us. But they had an all hands meeting that like with Embracer leadership. And they left feeling pretty good. And I cannot speak to the to the non-Avengers part of the Crystal, but the Avengers teams were very excited because they thought they were getting canned and they thought that their projects were getting canned. Uh-uh, it went the other way. Um, well, Embracer is very Microsoft-esque where yes. they're, they, they're hands-off. Hey, you want to make a game? Here's the money. Go make the game. That's I, that's Embracer Group is... That's why people were excited because they are very, very reminiscent of Microsoft in that in that in that way. Yeah, very much so. Very so, much so. Again, tune in tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to the new episode of Breakfast with Boom. We have quite a few topics to get into, one of which is a little bit spicy. I don't want to say what it is because then it's going to ruin the fun of talking about it. But it's a fun, non-toxic uh, uh, conversation that we're going to have. Real quick, Brett Bingham drops an additional $5 Super Chat, as he did last night. Dropped quite a few Super Chats. Says, would love to see Act- Xbox Activision Blizzard make a spiritual successor to X2 Wolverine's Revenge. X2 Oh, Wolverine. yeah. Great. It's one of the best one of the best superhero games from back in the days where they kind of were just making them like bread. Uh, that was a that was a really good one. Very very visceral, very violent. Uh, uh, but quite enjoyed that. Listen, Luke, thank you so much for spending uh, seventy minutes with me. Uh, we got to sell your brand, brother. Please, by all means, it's easy to find you on Twitter. Yeah, it's at Insipid Ghost. But we want to talk about your incredible podcast because again it's in, absolutely incredible the work that goes into the guests that you work to get on there the respect that you have from many of the people that that are the movers and shakers of this industry sell your brand brother tell everyone where sure. they can check out your show sure well it was a privilege to be on and i appreciate you having me thank you uh it, it was great to be back with you uh given too much time off all things considered uh, but for anyone that's unfamiliar, and I saw a few people in chat that were unfamiliar with my content, I host the Xbox Expansion Pass, which is a, a weekly podcast dedicated to the uh, the goings on of the gaming verse as it pertains to Xbox. So all news, but how it impacts the Xbox ecosystem. Uh, and that's on all your podcast services, including YouTube, though on YouTube, it's just the audio file. Right. But what I do in order to try and uh, expand our knowledge of the gaming industry is I welcome on... Uh, professionals from in and around gaming uh developers voice actors engineers producers that kind of thing yes uh, onto the show and, and uh to date i've had 78 industry professionals on my wow. show in 137 uh total episodes uh most recently the lead designer behind sniper elite 5 uh but uh, if you guys saw the news about shredder's revenge dlc that was me um Let's see. Let me look at my recent one. Ed Freeze, the former vice president of Xbox. Yeah, that was a good one, dude. That was really Thank good. You. Thank you. Jeff Steitzer, the voice actor from Halo, who says double kill. Um, 
that was really neat. Uh, Lauren Lanning, Stephen Frost. I mean, I, I have people from from all around. From you know, the, one of the uh, the voice actor for Star Lord was on recently. The one who played Star Lord in Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. And he that did a good fun. job with that. That was a great. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so it's it's the the goal is to expand everyone's knowledge of the Xbox ecosystem, and that's when I sometimes bump into news, which is kind of cool. But um, yeah, for anyone that doesn't know me, I, I'm I'm out there doing my thing solo. It's by myself. Yep. Uh, and I I sometimes punch above my weight with the guests I get, and, and yeah, I'm privileged you for, for you guys yeah. to check it out. There's a really cool Xbox name coming uh, in ju- late July, early August, so that I'm excited about too. Excellent, excellent. Well, listen, folks, thank you so much. We had 250 people here in the chat. Uh, that is big. Again, this is a smaller show. This is usually 60 or 70 minutes. We're in and out. Um, I will continue this show as long as it continues to grow. If it starts to get stagnant, uh, I am going to pull the plug on it and try and do something different. Uh, I am not afraid to fail. I have failed with many shows. Obviously, Breakfast of Boom isn't going anywhere. The Xbox Factor podcast is in its Tuesday slot, and primetime is on Wednesdays. So we do have those three shows covered. But if this show continues to show, if it regresses in any way, I will pull it. Uh, and we will try something else. But again, I want to hear from the from the chat. I want to hear from the uh, from the community. If you are enjoying this, what what else could we do to make this different? Can, that you know is, is the one-on-one uh, something you enjoy, or you know, again, we, we'll we'll talk about it. But I want to say a big thank you to the super chats, and one more came in from Brett Bingham, very generous friend of the program. He drops a five-dollar super chat and says, "Crystal D points to Square Enix. Nah, we're we're being kicked. We're not being kicked to the curb. You're getting kicked to the curb." And they laugh. And and you know what? That is very true. Embracer Group was a good good land. For everyone involved in that deal, including um, uh, Crystal D and um, the Canadian studio, uh, 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 which was again, it's they and what what was the studio that made um, Guardians of the Galaxy? That was uh, Montreal. Well, yeah, Montreal. Yeah, Square Montreal. Yeah, Montreal. Hey, can I say thank you real quick to Kwame and Mark, both from your chat who followed me on Twitter. Thank you guys. I appreciate Oh, you. that's awesome, dude. Yeah, Dan, thanks, oh, thank you. Yeah. I see a lot of people saying, keep the show. Okay. Listen, folks, it's not going anywhere. It's just that it's a thought. Cause I want to make sure that, you know, we want to grow with the content and if the, if the content isn't growing, then that's, that's an issue, but we have, we still have plenty of time. It's not going anywhere. We'll be back next Thursday at 12 PM. I also want to just say thank you for all the super chats. Those allow for us to do the big giveaways, and there is another one coming. Uh, thanks to Mrs. Boom's, um, you know, aspect of thinking about, you know, giving back to the community. We are doing Christmas in July, probably the third week. We're giving four hundred dollars worth of Ooh. digital gifts away. Uh, one thing that we have added to the the plethora of gifts is that even if you are outside of the country, you will not be denied a win. Meaning that if we have to deliver the amount through a cash app or through paypal we will pay the taxes we will pay the trans you know the the uh the 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 fee for sending the money and also we will pay for uh if if it's a difference in 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 actual uh monies so if it's fifty dollars you're going to get fifty dollars even if we have to pay 60 that's just something that she wants to make sure that anyone that supports the channel regardless of where you are in the world you will if you win 
you will get your your prize. Uh, and that's a big thing for Mrs. Boomstick, and it's a big thing for me. And, of course, I'm going to close out the show, folks, with something that's important to me. Hopefully one day it will be important to you, and that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he used to say, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, Craig. I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of X Vlog Live. Thank <laughs> you.